Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone all things FPL related. This week we're still wandering around the doldrums that is the international break and I'll tell you now, the only thing the internationals are doing are breaking my balls. That's not grammatically correct but someone who knows all about it is my podcast partner in crime, Seamus. How are you getting on my friend? Yeah, good. Um, this right. international break has been a real football to the groin. Yeah, in uh, in real terms, but yeah, no, it's good to get that break. I'm actually feeling a lot more refreshed and feel like I can attack the next four game weeks. Yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm feeling kind of fidgety and like just waiting for it all to kick back up again. I just think game week four, you're just getting into the swing of things, and oh, this thing, I hate it. Every season, I hate this one. And yeah. don't get me wrong, come October when there's another international break, I'll be. Probably a lot happier to see it, take an actual bit of time off. But right now, I'm just looking at FPL price changes that aren't fucking moving and just kind of going, yeah, actually, this is... A- yeah, but they're, they're moving in for the players I don't want them to move for. Mm-hmm. So Perez has gone down again. Um, Trent has gone up, unfortunately. And that's somebody I wasn't planning on getting in this week. But I probably, you know, if I'm using a wildcard in the next few weeks, which, you know, I'll talk about my options... That's that point one to do. is still like, oh, fuck that point one. But you know what? To be honest with you, as far as Trent goes, I'm actually not too disappointed because I thought he'd be up higher by now. Like that point one took forever to get to. It did. So yeah, I'm yeah. fine with that. I mean, if you talk about price changes this week, uh, the Diego Jota thing, that's really screwing me over. What's he now? He's, he's 6.3 now. He's dropped down again. Ah, he's lower than that, is he? No, he's 6.3. He's only dropped point two. Oh man, I thought he was at least down to six point two when no, I heard he dropped again. He's still he was only at six point four. That's not too bad. Yeah, exactly. So it's like in the grand scheme of things, I'm not too upset. But yeah. the fact that I'm sitting on him this international break, knowing he's not going to be in my team come game week five, it's frustrating to see him go down point one. But look, we won't start the podcast off on a negative foot. I no. want to start it off on some some random highlight from your international break, Seamus. If you could pick something that you've enjoyed. Over the last two weeks, what is it? Uh, the highlight of this international break for me, anyway, is just getting the break from FPL. For these... I see what you did there. Yeah, I no, see it is because, did. as I said, I think this is the worst start I've had in a few seasons, and there is the tendency then to overanalyze, overthink things, try and be too smart. So you um, haven't got like went down a rabbit hole through the international break. You've actually taken yourself away from the FPL oh, a little bit. I've stepped back. Uh, we did whatever social media stuff there, like updating whoever was top of the FPL Hangover Podcast Mini League. Uh, we did that uh, earlier on last week. We recorded last week's pod. So you did your usual there, social stuff. But and then like, stepped away. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. So I mean, I didn't really... I watched some football international football over the weekend and things like that um watch that netherlands uh germany game was able to just enjoy that for what it was without kind of just thinking about my fbl team and even if it was only like a three or four day break now i feel like okay i can get back into it yeah. it's not the easiest thing to do because after a bad game week you just want to go straight back into it again but then you know like in poker you can go on tilt yeah and just make bad decision after bad decision but uh that's the thing i've liked just that mental refresh and now attack the next four game weeks yeah fair enough I can I can respect that I'm as I said the opposite I haven't really enjoyed the international break I haven't been really been able to kind of embrace it uh, so I've been kind of looking at bits and bobs but one of my highlights of the last couple of weeks was probably Salah's uh, recent pictures showing him all refreshed and enjoying the international break so at least I'm able to you know at least by osmosis almost kind of take some of Salah's uh, you know international energy break, energy and just kind of go you know what yeah you're right and that's got me excited for him in game week five and where was he where was he staying where was he on holidays i don't have a fucking clue if he was even on holidays i just know he was sitting on the couch taking pictures of himself which is better than running 90 fucking minutes uh you know into the ground true that and does he have a nicer couch than you have oh it wouldn't be hard my couch is basically <laughs> a dog's bed yeah but uh so we talked about price points we talked about highlights and blah blah, blah. uh and we obviously don't want to dwell too much on the negative but i do like to get a certain low point in there right away early on set the tone is there a specific downer you've had for the last couple of weeks something you know that's been weighing on your shoulders uh downer for i mean Ayozi Perez dropping again to 6.2 is a pain and i think he did that like on maybe like the saturday or sunday of the 
of game week four. Yeah, he went down at Wild. Yeah, so I mean, it's like I think it was maybe the Saturday or maybe it was the Sunday, but I knew he's dropping, and I didn't want to play. I kind of know what transfers I want to make next week, and I've been thinking about them. Stepped away and come back, and I still want to make those moves. So Perez is basically like your Jota in the sense that he's in your team. Yeah. You know you're getting him out. He's but going. you've had to watch a fucking point, a price yeah. drop. Yeah, and that one point one price drop means I've one less option now. Mm. Um, so it means I'm going to have to. I can afford seven point four for a striker, which means I can't afford Haller all of yeah. a sudden. So this has actually priced you out of a move that you were thinking about. Yeah, but I mean, thinking of it, uh, I'm probably going to go for a spoiler. I'm probably going to mm. go for Barnes in anyway. I think he's got better fixtures. Yeah. Uh, so I may have gone that route anyway, but I've just lost point one, and it's just a bit of a pain. Yeah. Every point one feels precious at the moment. That was my low point because I knew I could move if I wanted to. Yeah. Well, taking that into into consideration, you know, you're a seasoned FPL player. You're doing a young donkey's years at this stage. Do you like? that drop watching that point one drop is do you regret that in the sense that like I should have made a move early or you thinking no you know what it's standard FPL rules you wait till after the international break for any transfers you're going to make because anything can happen you can get injuries everywhere yeah so like would you kind of say no this is just one of those times where yeah I'm taking yeah, this, on the chin I, uh, I said it last season that I was going to be more patient and I was going to try and make my moves later I did that Trent transfer in last week or last season somewhere around game week 23-24. Nearly shocked me there. I was he, like, what? <laughs> he, got, uh, he got injured at the time and then I had to go and I, I got him in for a minus four and I had to go minus eight to take somebody else out to just get a playing 11. Well, I and, think that's like, that's the... Uh, We've all been there. That's yeah. happened. And I think that's how you learn your lesson is in the sense of, oh, that fucked me. So. I'm happy to move early for getting these price uh, changes early on this season, but not when there's an international break because there's just way too much scope. It doesn't even have to be like, it could be like De Bruyne who I want to bring in for Perez yeah. gets injured and then I feel like, well, I'm an idiot. If he's out for a week, then you feel like I can hang on to him. But what if someone gets a two or three week injury? Then you feel like a right dope. And then you're going to have to activate my wildcard to fix all this. Yeah. And I don't want to be risking that. And I said, you know what? De Bruyne is coming in and my whoever, whatever striker I'm getting in to facilitate that, I'm going to be downgrading Kane. There's lots of good options in around there. No, so I'm with you 100%. I'm taking that drop on the chin, that famous $5 hooker that we keep talking about. I'm taking it right on the fucking chin. And I'm, it's basically like you're paying point one to see out the international break. I feel mm. like I'm being fucking blackmailed here sometimes. Yeah. But it's like that point one, I'm going, do you know what, fuck it, I'm spending it. Uh, like for me, I'm talking about getting rid of Jota. Whatever way I do it, and we'll get into that later, it will be to, to get in Barnes. So mm. I'm hopping on that. You're going, to Bar- you're going on Barnes as well? Yeah, there's no and doubt is, in my mind. Uh, have, we ju- have I actually just, or have you just inadvertently told us what your low point of this of the international break was? The um, price drop for Jada, or was you have something else? No, the price point for the price drop for Jada was something. As I said, I was willing to stand by. My uh, low point for the international break is actually the injury to Trossard, which oh. yeah, no, that's something that's really kind of. Did he do that on international duty or? Well, who's he even? Who's he? He's an Argentinian. Who's I he can't with? fucking remember, but I know. I think he's is he Belgian. I don't know. I think he might be Belgian, but um, clue, yeah. Either way, he's, there's a bit of a groin injury there. So he's flagged. Another football to the groin reference. Boing. <laughs> but like he's flagged. So he was someone that I was like, he was kind of my, he's my punt pick in my team. That kind of slightly, you know, crazy lunatic with a knife that you're not sure what he's really thinking. And uh, that was him for me. And now because I got to make money for Jota, which I, to Jota the Barnes, which I had to do anyway, Trossard is now looking like I'm going to have to get him out. Okay, so is Trossard 6.0 or is he 6.5? 6.0? 6.0, yeah. So you're looking to... How much money do you have to free up for Barnes? Not a whole lot. I mean, Jota is 6.3 right now and Barnes is, I think, 6.7. So I'm assuming Barnes will most likely go up before game week five kicks off. I think off. Barnes is already 6.8. Maybe, maybe he I is. Maybe incorrect. Been... I was looking at him today because he's the transfer I'm looking at making. Yeah. But well, like, look, I'm sure this will come out as the podcast progresses. Yeah. But uh, uh, either way, I know it's not a whole lot of money. It's something I can afford. So something um, like McGinn, maybe? Could you, could, would he facilitate that? McGinn would facilitate it. I could also go down to Cantwell. I haven't got any Norwich cover. Um, oh, yeah. There's That's lots of options. Yeah, you have lots of moves. So. There is. And the real stickler is the fact that before the Trossard injury, it was one Basaka's flag. Uh, not just his flag, it was United in general. But uh, it was his flag I was going to look. 
your Yeah, house. I got to drop you down. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to drop you down to a, a... There's plenty of 4.5 defenders out there. You need to look at the likes of Soyunku. Um, West Ham have several 4.5 uh, options. Uh, yeah. There's a 4.5... You already have Dunk, don't you? I do, yes. Yeah, I have the 4.5 for Brighton. But I was thinking, look, if I'm going to go with three or four at the back, dropping Wan-Bissaka down to 4.5, it was either that or, you know moving back up to Trent but either way as I said I was looking at getting Barnes in and uh, yeah Trasser's injury really kind of put a, a spanner in the works for me during the international break because it's left me with quite a dilemma but uh, before we get into those dilemmas uh, well before I get into my one let me get into yours you mentioned your thoughts on transfers this week and what you're looking at do you want to talk me through this Kevin De Bruyne move that you feel like you need to rectify I mean yeah, uh, anyone that listens to the last couple of episodes will know you went with Kane. Yeah, so some context here. Like my starting rank at the moment is like one point five million. So that's probably the worst I've ever. That's probably the worst I've maybe ever had. Worst rank I've ever had in the first last ten after like the first international break. The first like the worst overall rank you've had in 12, 13 years of playing. I think so. Uh, usually I mean the thing about this is you've had bad starts we've all had bad starts yeah but I think I've always been in the top million I mean maybe I haven't I, maybe it's just more volatile this year or something I don't know But maybe the ranks mean more to you now <laughs> do you know what I mean you're maybe. actually looking going 1.5 to you now is like sticking in your brain whereas 1.5 five years ago might have meant I wouldn't have even probably looked at my rank five or six years ago I would have looked at how far behind my rivals in the mini leagues I suppose were but I don't know I, I don't often ever remember seeing I rank over 1 million after okay. X amount of weeks. And uh, I've got off to a pretty good start the last two years. So uh, I'd kind of forgotten what it's like to have a bad start. I used to be notoriously poor starter and then That's catch the up. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I just got to go back to that. And I'm happy with my team. I don't think it needs a wildcard. So I decided early on I'm not going to wildcard. I think I'm about two or three moves away from like a template team anyway. Yeah. I'm sticking with double Liverpool defense, big at the back. Uh, I have Dean as well as uh, double Liverpool and I have Zinchenko happy with Pope and goals and I have Lundstrom as my as my uh, cheapy. I also have uh, I have the wrong Liverpool defender as it turns out because I went with Robertson instead of Trent but sure beggars can't be choosers I'm just going to like lie with it now and wait till the end of the season and see if you're saying yeah I'll wait till I wildcard and then I may like like if I wildcard in two four six eight weeks or whatever it's not going to be eight weeks but uh, whenever I wildcard if I decide right Robertson just definitely can't keep pace with him uh, with Trent, I may go for it then. Um, but yeah, I'm happy with my defence, happy with my keeper. I have a set and forget keeper there. Um, bench fodder. I have all the, like I have Cantwell, I have Dendonker. So I have these price points that are facilitating that. I have Sterling, I have Salah. You so have it's Pookie. my And I have Pookie. Yeah. Um, so where I'm gone wrong here at the moment is a few weeks ago, my game week three transfer was... I got Cantwell in and downgraded, I can't even remember, Fraser, I think. Fraser to Cantwell. Yeah, and yeah, I used that money then, was it either going to get in Kane or De Bruyne? And uh, that Newcastle fixture really gave me an erection, FPL-wise, metaphorically and literally, okay, I imagine. So not just FPL-wise. Yeah, I get lots of erections. <laughs> um, yeah. This, this penis is still working oh, okay. uh, but uh, yeah especially with <laughs> that Newcastle away. game <laughs> that Newcastle game gave me uh, gave me more than a semi yeah you know and it's basically uh, I spunked my load on that and uh, Harry Kane <laughs> just, just going continuing this, yeah, this, this team no, yeah but uh, yeah I went Harry Kane we know how that worked out kept him last week for Arsenal instead of taking a hit to get him back out but I realised you know I should have just went with De Bruyne should have stuck with my gut I was kind of I said all preseason I wasn't going to go for premium strikers, and I'm thinking, right, just go back to that. Trust your original gut, uh, not this yeah, new this gut. New gut that I fucking built. <laughs> yeah, I was able to, ju- yeah, I could justify it, but I mean, the thing about it is, if I go with Kane, I got to stick with him, and I'm just not prepared to stick with him. Well, I'm not going to captain him. Fair like enough. after blanking against Newcastle, how can I captain him? What's the point of having him if I'm not going to do it? So yeah, I mean, like there'll be a lot of people that will go look: Crystal Palace, Leicester, Southampton, Brighton, Watford in the next yeah. uh, five. Great, so great I mean, that is a valid argument against getting rid of Kane. But I think there's a lot of other managers out there who would respect your decision to kind of acknowledge a mistake that you feel you made and go back and yeah. kind of try to rectify. I think De Bruyne will match at least match Kane over these next five games even though Kane has got active he's got nice fixtures I just haven't been happy what I've seen him you know I mean he was playing so deep I know it's against Arsenal he's playing so deep looking for the ball I know Ericsson's back 
I think we both agree that Spurs have not been playing well. No. And I don't really want any any of their assets for that period. Son would be a better value pick, but he's the same price as De Bruyne. So with all the nice, you know, mid-priced forwards out there, I think it's silly not to have at least two of those. Yeah, fair enough. But I mean, what we're really getting at here is how on fire Kevin De Bruyne really is in the FPL right now. Oh, yeah. Like last season obviously didn't really cut you know feature on the radar very much due to the injury fair enough but you don't need to look too far back to see exactly what he's capable of in the the fantasy premier league and uh yeah i think you know what if you're able to look at your team and go i need kevin de bruyne in it and i'm willing to do what needs to be done then i can i can respect that yeah it's he's a player de bruyne who i like had in many drafts in preseason, and I was, you know, had on my watch list from game week one. I was like, okay, keep an eye on this guy, and he looked sharp in the first game week, and he looked sharp in the second game week. And I was like, right, that's why he was under consideration. Yeah. And then after like uh, two great games in a row, he scored most recently. Now, like he's well and truly, you know, his popularity is well and truly underway. And I don't care so much that he's quite highly owned I, I'm just going to try and check here what his ownership is well um, I mean either while 33% you're looking, that's what I'm saying you know and I'd like to take a little bit of credit for you zagging when I zigged for Kevin De Bruyne yeah I think you threw me with yeah. your, your goddamn inception mind games but uh, yeah I think he's just a nice one to have you know he'll complement my big hitter as well like my captaincy all season is going to rotate between Sterling and Salah and De Bruyne is going to be set and forget tip away nicely mm. and um you know, like they've got nice fixtures coming up too. So I don't care how nice Kane's are. Plus, I think the balance between having Kane, or sorry, not Kane, uh, but uh, De Bruyne and Barnes, for example, is nicer than Kane and Perez. Yeah, uh, the way I see it is um, when the game week one started and we both saw each other's final teams, it was like, oh, we essentially have the exact same team. Mm. And then game week three came along and we both had our or multiple changes and we both went in completely different directions I went to the Brian route mm. and it seems to me that now after this international break we're going to basically be coming right back to relatively similar teams because I'm also looking at as I said going to Barnes and probably getting in Burnley defence <laughs> so you know we're basically oh gonna... yeah so you because you don't have Pope do you well that's the big question and it's something that if uh, if this was a fucking live stream I'd love to throw out there and see what the people's opinions were uh, and anyone that has opinions feel free to reach out to us on Twitter uh, but I'm stuck between downgrading Trossard uh, to get Barnes in or downgrading Wan-Bissaka and the thing with Wan-Bissaka is if I was to downgrade I'd probably be getting in a Peters for Burnley so you're talking about getting in double Burnley uh, yeah well if you look at Burnley's upcoming fixtures like yeah they have an away match to Brighton this weekend followed by a home match against Norwich and away match against Villa then Everton Leicester I'm going man I can see Burnley scoring in these I can see Burnley keeping clean sheets in these yeah they are definitely just like a step better than they were last year and yeah, that's and the whole reason I went with uh, Pope and what game was it he nearly Burnley kept... be this year's Wolves um, well Wolves were last year's Burnley that's right. what, well I'm saying like Wolves are in the Europa League though Burnley aren't anymore so are, well Wolves aren't last year's Burnley yet they haven't been like, no shot. no I mean it like last season Wolves did what Burnley did the season before yeah, yeah. so Burnley finished Burnley got Europa League so oh, I and get then, you, yes. yeah and yeah. then uh, so have they swapped places again then Do that's, you think um, this is that's the eternal loop the Burnley Wolves loop not, figured it out James. not necessarily but uh, if you yeah you could nearly make a perpetual motion machine with these two teams if you, you could harness make, it correctly you could definitely make a movie with Jim Carrey in it that's how I reckon he's, he's so good anything. he could yeah, just be in anything <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, I don't think they're going to finish. I don't think Burnley are going to finish sixth or seventh or anything like that. I would think they're going to finish top ten. Fair enough. And let me put that conundrum to you. So in terms of uh, Trossard injured in my team, Peters injured in my team. If you had to pick between which or not Peters, sorry, Wan Bissaka. Uh, if you were to pick yeah, a place to save some change, would you decrease Wan Bissaka or would you decrease Trossard? I would probably decrease because I'm pretty sure Trossard's agent has come out and said that he's not going to be available not the club but his agent said he's going to miss the next game yeah uh, so it's not official but I think I'm pretty sure that I think came out on social yeah. media so I think I would get rid of him I think for if I could get an Aston Villa midfielder if I could get McGinn to finance those moves I would because they've got three nice home games in their next five and I think it's super important that they keep um, winning their home games or at least 
showing up in their home games. And I like McGinn. Um, you could also, you know, if you wanted to, Chubayas. Uh, Sebalas. Sebalas. Yeah, I can yeah. hear. I, I've heard different ways to pronounce his name. I'm pretty sure I'm so, just yeah. pedantic. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> It starts with C H, but uh, or no, C E B, but it's pronounced like T S. Yeah. See Chibalos, Chib- yeah. I'm calling him Chibalos now. <laughs> just, I corrected you, and now I've changed that you one. Just call him Chewbacca. Much Chewbacca, easier. I like yeah. it. Uh, he's uh, exactly. He's another option as well, and he's kind of the reason I'm not too worried about the price points. Mm. But you talk about um, McGinn, they- and I just wanted to address that for a second. And I'm like a goal and an assist. I don't know if uh, if I see Aston Villa getting a shit ton of goals. Yeah, uh, it's hard to it's hard to tell. But he was that, a, he was a fortunate assist. His last one, do you know what I mean? It was like towards uh, a kind of a breakaway. I don't even know if it was his fucking direct pass that led to the goal. It just you know, it was, it was a bit of an individual. I can't remember the fucking goal, but I remember thinking. Yeah, I can't remember now myself. Assist. I'm like, what was that game? Either yeah. way, uh, I mean, McGinn crossed my brain for sure. Uh, West Ham up next, but he's not much of a risk for what five point six. What is he? Five point seven. Five point six now. 5.6. He's not much of a risk for 5.6. They have nice fixtures. If you're going to give an Aston Villa midfielder a go for a few games, that could be... So it would be uh, Trossard for you? You'd keep Wan-Bissaka Trossard down? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, because you could use Wan-Bissaka then to go to a Man City defender like Otamendi or something like that. I have three City, player, City players. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> so okay. that's my issue. I actually can't. But I am thinking of coming down off Ederson. If... Like this whole Otamendi being 5.4 nailed on uh, City option. I'm going, maybe it'll just come down off Edison to Pope at some stage. Again, it kind of depends on what I choose to use my two moves for this week. Neither of those. No, I just have one, so I'm going to take a hit. Um, But either move you're looking at there aren't bad. I mean, the only thing I would say about that puts me off going for someone like Peters or a Bernie defender, as well as getting Barnes in, you're getting two Bernie players in one week. That seems like a lot of money or Mm. eggs to be putting in the. Burnley basket I know what you're saying in one week yeah but it's not like I'm trying to capitalise like I'm doing it for this week I'm doing it with long term thinking in mind yeah. do you know like okay. the Burnley defence is because as I said Brighton, Norwich, Villa Everton, Leicester yeah I can see Burnley keeping a couple of clean sheets and I have options there with Brighton because uh, like Dunk has got Burnley, Newcastle and then when he's got Chelsea, Spurs you know Burnley has uh, Aston Villa, uh, Everton I just think uh, Pope is a much better option than all the Bernie defenders because Bernie defenders don't normally pick up too much bonus points because the clean sheets from or the assists from Peters you don't think he I don't think that, I don't think that's going to continue in fact I don't think he's even their first choice I think he only started because Charlie Taylor is it Charlie Taylor I yeah. can't remember which Taylor one, is but... injured I'm going to call him Charlie Taylor because he looks a bit like Charlie well Money. you're bang on the money in the sense that he he wasn't their starting yeah uh, and but... it was only that injury to Taylor that got him in there now but he Taylor's got two assists two weeks. yeah but see uh, Deitch yeah, oh, fuck, I always it. forget how to pronounce your name. Uh, Dyke, yeah. no, it's Deitch. Sean Deitch. Sean Deitch. Deitch. Yeah, it's yeah. Deitch. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Sean like Deitch always uh, likes to like reward players who played well by maintaining their place in the team. Yeah. So he, if he puts somebody into the team and they're getting results, they stay in the team. Which is why I'm not too yeah. concerned about Peters. But a couple of losses, Peters could be out. Yep, no, that's a fair point. And Taylor going, oh, you had your chance and uh, I'm going to give this guy back his a go now or something like that. So so another talk of the town this week and someone who's due to go up. I think he might have even already gone up uh, by the time this podcast comes out. So Yunku, uh, 4.5 option, pretty he much. Up? He's gone to 4.6 now, I think. Um, but, you know, still incredibly cheap uh, defensive option for a Leicester team who look like um, they could perform pretty well this season. So if you were looking at Leicester versus Burnley in terms of Sayunku versus a Leicester option or a Burnley option. It feels like the wrong time to go for a Leicester defender. Three of their next four are horrible. Yeah, I agreed. But again, it's more of like if you're downgrading to a 4.5 defender, you're doing it with long-term thinking. You're basically going, I'm investing that money in somewhere else in my team. You know, somewhere else in my team. Mm. So I'm not like, you're not relying. Like, for example, if I went to Sayunku, I'm not relying on his defensive returns for... Leicester's next two fixtures which are Man United and Spurs I'm going to be playing Dunk whose next two fixtures are Burnley and Newcastle do yeah. you get me so it's not going to worry me too much and you also have that fucking beauty uh, of a FPL option this season uh, Mr. Lundstrom who you know Southampton this week so again yeah, if I went to Southampton I'm not playing him against Man United alright you know? you've mentioned uh, Lundstrom there okay I mentioned um, a shit ton of options yeah <laughs> You've mentioned Lundstrom there, okay? And I've kind of given you my opinion on what I would do in your position. And obviously, you've looked at it a whole lot more, so you've looked at... I think you've been vague. 
Well, no, you 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 know more about the rotation. Like you said there, like you've got Duncan that rotates nicely with uh, with Sionchu there because uh, you could play Dunk for the next two, then yeah. you could play Sionchu. So I mean, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't know that. Now looking at, it, I just saw three out of four bad fixtures for Sionchu, so I was like, mm, I'm not sure. Yeah. But let me ask you some uh, advice of mine. Who okay. would you think has a better? Who would you start out of these guys? Because I've got this choice this week: Pookie or Lundstrom. Yes, that's the one I've seen floating around the place. Interesting I have that choice. Dilemma. For me, it has to be Pookie. I'm always going to go with your striker. It's like if you have a striker who's on form. I know he didn't do anything against West Ham. Yeah, thankfully. But uh, if you have a striker who's on form, he can nick against anyone. And then you also have this Laporte injury to Man City. Now I don't want to fucking over hype that because I think City are well capable of keeping clean sheets regardless of Laporte. But you know, City aren't at their 100% optimum defence. No. And uh, Norwich That's are going to come point. at them like a fucking, like a, a bunch of Japanese whalers. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, like, he, I, I, I would be playing Pookie. That's all. I'll yeah. Say. But the thing, what I have to, what goes through my mind is I think, what is Pookie's ceiling? Yeah. Okay. What's his max? Got to be six. No player scores two goals against Man City. Okay. They'll concede goals, but like I can't think of the last yeah. person that scored two goals against Man City. What would you be and extremely happy with coming out of a City game from Pookie? Six. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I just don't think because I don't see them winning. I can't see it being one nil and Pookie getting the three bonus. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's got to be six or you know maybe five or most likely two. So with so, that in mind, what do you think Lundstrom's ceiling is for Southampton? I think it's a lot. I don't know. His ceiling we know is like fourteen. Or something like that. If he gets another uh, goal on, and Pookie's ceiling is seventeen. No, but that's what I'm saying. I can't envision Pookie getting more than one goal. Yeah, uh, you, or two attacking returns. Okay. Now you make a great point by mentioning that look, Adamendi's out now, so no. will that Laporte affect it? Or Laporte is out, so you know we're assuming Adamendi and Stones are going to start in there. Yeah. I also will be keeping an eye on the lineups because I would be interested to see would Walker play centre back maybe he's talked and about Cancelo yeah. come in and finally get a go uh, he, right back he's talked about Walker possibly starting at centre back for the next game look I'm with you in terms of City's defence but I don't want this Pookie versus Lundstrom argument to be bogged down in City's defence yeah, yeah, because at the end of the day I think you know if you have a on-form striker you play your on-form striker ahead of your cheap 4.0 defender because that's what I did in game week two and Lundstrom got 14 points. Yeah, but I mean, if you could go back and obviously, you know, look at that decision again, obviously not, not knowing what's going to happen, you'd make that decision nine times out of ten, no? Uh, yeah, I probably would. I mean, it wasn't an easy choice that week. That week, I mean... Well, you didn't know Lundstrom was capable of what he was capable No, of. no, I did not. Um, But like the deadline... At the time, I remember kind of going, well, look, this guy looks like he's starting. If the deadline was like 24 hours later or 12 hours earlier or 12 hours later or something like that, I could have well ended up with Lundstrom in my team. Yeah. It was kind of one of those like, eh, put this guy in. No. I think he ended up being my second sub. So at the time I was choosing my team, he was a bit lower down in my rank, uh, mm. my thoughts anyway. Well, where but, are you leaning with the Lundstrom Pookie dilemma? I'm like yourself. I can't bring myself to just bench Pookie and I probably will play Pookie purely because of his ownership what would you be if more I ha- annoyed with having Pookie on your team with two points and Lundstrom in a clean sheet or Lundstrom on your on your team uh, with two points and Pookie with a goal oh man I don't know I think I'd be equally annoyed yeah because but- they're both quite highly owned so I know there's going to be a lot of the community out there that are going to play Lundstrom See, but I think just as many are going to play Pookie I don't give a fuck about ownership in terms of things like that I'm like what would annoy me is going, of course I didn't play my fucking striker and now he scored a goddamn goal. Like a clean sheet can be wiped out in the you know the click of a finger. True, but I'm not going to watch that Sheffield United game anyway. Exactly. And I think Southampton, to be honest with you, are going to be coming at Sheffield United uh, in the sense of this is like, these are the matches that Southampton and Sheffield United both need to win. Yeah. So I'm not but expecting I think a But I think Sheffield United, they don't just sit back and put everyone behind the ball. They are quite good defensively and they are quite, they're just really organised. They have these overlapping, uh, you know, centre-backs that they're playing and uh, this weird kind of formation that, uh, you know, has worked for him in the last uh, home game. Well, not the last home game, but game week two, whatever that was. Look, I'm looking forward to next week's episode and seeing what decision. Oh, I just with. know I'm going to go with the wrong one. I, I, At the minute, Pookie's in there and Lundstrom's first sub, but I don't know. Interesting, interesting. Um, It'll be obviously a, a decision that plays on your mind for the upcoming days, but... 
I think a decision that we kind of hinted at a while ago, and it's one that we mentioned, you know, Pookie versus Lundstrom, uh, and it's in a similar vein, and it's, you know, it's the, it's the kind of mid-price forward option. And we've talked about Barnes, and uh, we've talked about Pookie. I mean, we've been talking about Pookie for fucking three weeks now. But you hinted at Haller or whatever. Haller. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's kind of making waves. He's seen a price rise. He's up to 7.6 now, isn't he? Or seven uh, by five. No, no, maybe he's seven point five. But he, he had dropped to seven point four. That's the thing. He's back up to seven point five. But he's got an away match against Villa this week, uh, followed by a tough enough home game against United. But then Bournemouth, Crystal Palace, and he's someone that's seen a lot of activity in the transfer market. Uh, where are your thoughts on Holler again? Uh, I like Alaire, but as you said, he's uh, gone up to seven point five, and that uh, Perez price drop has priced me out of him now. Priced you so, out of him, but like yeah. for everyone that isn't, I think it's a fantastic option. Yeah. For everyone else um but does he of the cheap strikers you know of the next four or five games has he got the best run i'm not sure i do think barnes has a better run of games away brighton home norwich away villa home everton away leicester i just think that you know appeals more than away villa home united away bournemouth home crystal palace and away everton like away everton is going to be tough um home and united I wonder, is that actually as tough as it appears? It shows up as a red fixture, but it's not going to be easy. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on what the fuck United actually are this season, because, you know... You're talking about two inconsistent teams there. United being inconsistent and West Ham being very inconsistent. Yeah, but West Ham has always been a bit of a buggy team for United, so I never mm. look forward to those They fixtures. did beat them last year, yeah. um, and I would have scored as well. Yeah, um, two, I think. Yeah, and so, I mean, like I think they're both excellent options, but... You know, I'm I'm happy to just go Barnes. Barnes. I think if I was able to avoid Alaire, I think I would have went with Barnes anyway. Yeah. Um. So it's all the one to me. The decision's been made for me. I do have other options. There are uh, cheaper forwards like Tammy Abraham is an option. Well, he's not uh, cheaper than Barnes, but I, he's cheaper than Alaire, and yeah. he's definitely sitting in the middle of the two. And look, that's really one of the the hot topics this week is uh, those options up front. And you're bang on Tammy Abraham's. Four goals in these last two matches. Mm-hmm. I think he scored before that. <laughs> uh, but we know what he's capable of and he's playing up front for Chelsea. But away to Wolves at home to Liverpool. Chelsea aren't looking like, uh, you know, fucking top four contenders right no, now either. Not yet. So, I mean, Wolves and Liverpool, tough enough fixtures. You know, is that enough to put you off? Uh, that is enough to put me off. Uh, what I'm thinking of is just keeping an eye on him the next couple of games mm. because in game week when the fixtures kind of swing back in game week seven that's when I think you want to come on them um, it's enough to put me off now that's the thing I like Wolves the thing about Wolves is Wolves are like one of the like the only the second only other team who haven't won a game this Premier League season so far three draws and a loss mm. so they have like they're going they, to be looking to get a board. W on the board yeah it doesn't feel like they're like playing so terribly but like they are like down near the bottom of the league at the moment they need to start picking up wins and uh, yeah I reckon they'll come at them come at Chelsea and Chelsea they seem to play well against the big teams they do and I think they definitely could pick off Chelsea here but for 7 what's it, I think he's 7.2 now for a Chelsea striker that's brilliant value yeah. um, it's something you definitely want when the fixtures swing up and if they didn't have Liverpool afterwards yeah. I may consider getting in Abraham this week but I just know that Liverpool game is not a game I'm going to want Tammy Abraham for anyway so I'm 100% Barnes, with you. Barnes will do for me. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you all the way there. I'm, and the thing is, you're seeing a lot of FPL forward lines out there with the likes of your Barnes, your Pookies, your Hollers, your Barnes, your your uh, Abrahams. Your, Barnes twice? Yeah. Is that good? <laughs> no, it's the second one. This was my second lineup. It was Barnes, Pookie, Holler. Then I've seen Abraham, Barnes, Pookie. <laughs> and I've also seen, you know, Pookie fucking... Um, and still a lot of teams out there with just two strikers and then Greenwood or something like there that there is you yeah. know I mean there's there's options to be had and that's the way I like my FPL I like to have this is what I'm thinking I like to have the two kind of mid-price budget uh, forwards and then just take one out depending on fixture swings and yeah. form yeah you know that's the thing keep them for a while and then take them out yeah exactly I'm with you all the way there um, there's a few more things I want to discuss before we move on to the this week's drunk tank, and we're going to keep this episode relatively short. We bay through a load of topics last week, but uh, one of the things that happened over the international break was Watford sacking their manager Javi Garcia and bring him back someone that we're familiar with, Mister Fuller. Yeah, that was weird. 
my the way I pronounce Flores. But <laughs> that too. <laughs> no, I just meant why did they bring back their ex manager? Why did he even agree to come back? Cause, oh, yeah. well, because he got a shit ton of money the last time. He's probably gonna get a shit ton of money this time. Yeah, I don't know. But I <laughs> why would you I, not agree? But to they're come not back. because they're not giving him like a two year contract. He's just in there as like a caretaker, uh, isn't he? I believe so. Okay, well, maybe you know you know more than I do than that. Uh, maybe I picked might, up on that wrong. Uh, either way, he has come back, and I'm sure it's not a long term contract, but. Uh, he's probably getting some serious dosh for it. Uh, so I don't really know if I blame him too much. But what do you think, or if any, uh, will there be an impact on the FPL? I think they'll pick up and I think they'll start performing uh, well. They haven't got a bad team. They've got a good squad. They're yeah. just, you know, they just had a bad start to the season. It's only been four games. I know you can extrapolate it back to the end of last season and say they finished poorly last season. But that's with the distraction of the FA Cup final I don't think the FA Cup is uh, fair enough to call it a distraction but I know what you're saying you can cast an eye back because they did have a terrible run of fixtures yeah. from the end of last season and they got trounced in the final I see I think the trouncing in the final is what's got him fired the bad start combined with that uh, trouncing if they lost that final 1-0 to Man City or 2-0 yeah. fair enough but they lost what 5-0 was six, it no. it was a 6 yeah, oh, yeah it was a hammer but either way um the way well, he was still their longest reigning manager in like four years, so it's not I mean, going to get any better at home to Arsenal away to Man City. Now maybe to do something against Arsenal. Well, I heard you know kind of a couple of valid points on you know getting in the new manager now, so that you know while all these shit fixtures are coming up, he they're bedding in, they're getting used to the new manager, and then yeah. hopefully he has them in. What's to get used to? They had him two years ago, whatever it was. They yeah. all know. Look, I don't know. I'm with you. I don't know how much of an impact it's going to have on their season right now because Watford are coming into a horrible run of fixtures, including City, Spurs, and Arsenal in the next five. That, so that game they played against West Ham was a game week three, I believe. What was it? Game week four. I can't even remember. It feels so long ago. It wasn't but game when, week four because that no. was last week. It was game week three. Yeah, it must have been game week three. So uh, that game against. Um, West Ham. West Ham ended up winning three one, yeah. and they could have uh, they could have just as easy if they'd gone ahead in that game they could have went ahead and won the game quite easily. But they kind of fell behind. Once they fell behind two one, then that's when you know things went south. It just feels like the attitude is wrong there. So a new manager could easily change that attitude. The players are good enough. He's not a new manager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just jashing. Uh, yeah. No, I uh, I agree 100. percent But worth mentioning nonetheless. I don't think they're gonna get relegated. I think they'll pick up and they'll finish. 12th, well, while I have you here with Time to Kill, who do you think are going to get relegated? Oh, who do I think are going to get relegated? I, mean, I think Norwich. You think Norwich uh, are going I down? I think Norwich probably going to go down. Pookie and Cantwell in your team and you think Norwich are going down. I know, that's the worry with my <laughs> team at the moment. But Cantwell's <laughs> well, there because be he's so cheap. You could have had Charlie Adam and fucking some other Blackpool defender and uh, they went down that season. Didn't they? Charlie Adam, that season, you know, was stable by status. He did so well. Oh, yeah, yeah, but he went down. Yeah, as in the team went down. He went to Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I didn't really care, like as long as he's getting me fancy points. Did you know? he go to Liverpool? No, he did. He did, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But as long as he gets fantasy points, I'm happy. You know, yep. he was scoring corner, scoring uh, goals and setting up free kicks. And but you corners. think Norwich are going down? I think Norwich probably going to down. I don't think they got the quality. Huh? I don't think they got enough quality in there. I think defensively, um, you're probably right there. Yeah, it's it's mainly defensively there. Um, I think Newcastle will go down. Fair enough. Um, and if I'm looking at the rest from there, ah. Uh, I was thinking Brighton might go down, but I'm kind of this new uh, this new manager kind of Potter seems to be pretty good. So I think the last position between uh, Sheffield United and Villa, and I haven't decided. I haven't seen enough to know which of those two are going down. But I think Newcastle are probably going to go down. Yeah, I think of Villa and Sheffield. I think Villa are more more likely to go down based on the performances uh, so far. I think Villa are going to struggle for goals possibly. Hope the fuck I'm wrong there, but I've, uh, I've I don't liked, want Villa to go down. I've liked what I've seen uh, from Villa in the few games I've seen them I've there. I've preferred what I've seen from Sheffield United. I think that's the thing. I'm not disliking what I've seen mm. from Villa, but I've been more impressed with Sheffield. I wasn't expecting them to be mm. as solid at home as they seem to look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, that's what I that's what I think. But uh, let's reassess in the next international break and see what we think then. Yeah, we'll bring it all back then. And one final point, uh, and we kind of touched on it when we mentioned Sayunku, but a lot of people talking about Leicester assets, and we didn't touch on it too much uh, last week, but like we've discussed Vardy, but there's also the likes of Madison out there now. He's making some waves. Tielemans had a 12-point haul there last week, which uh, crept off the bench of Dina Hearn's fucking FPL team. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Leicester-wise, option? Um. No, I like Vardy. That's kind of it at the moment. You don't think Madison's making waves? You don't think he's good? But I mean, you were there last year. I yeah, I've, I've seen what he does last year. He'll tip away and he'll get points here and there. And 
he could be the person feeding in Vardy. But if you if you knew Vardy was scoring and Madison was assisting, would you rather have Vardy? Yeah, I very yeah. much would. And the, but he breaks your premium striker rule, no? I think I can uh, go to Vardy. You can eight point nine. Get him in. Yeah, <laughs> he's, I, I, he's point one off. I can go. Uh, I can go Vardy. See eight point nine. He's eight point nine. What's premium striker? Nine or nine point five? Um, I would say ten and above, but yeah. Seeing as there's no one above, no, it goes nine point five. Five easily and above, like it's definitely not ten. Well, nine point five maybe. Yeah, it's, I thought Vardy was nine point five, and I was like, I'd rather have, I'd have him in. You've but. me guessing everything right yeah. now, but I'm pretty sure Vardy's dropped to eight point nine right now. Okay, yeah, but yeah. look, that was me kind of trying to suss you out because I said I've still got some plans in motion. Uh, I don't think I'm going to wildcard this team, but part of me wanted to make my transfers early. Then get a load of injuries and then wildcards. <laughs> yeah, I think the Perez uh, having Perez the start of season has scared me off uh, Leicester midfielders, to be honest. Yeah, uh, and it's kind of like the situation with West Ham. There's great options in midfield like uh, Lanzini, Yamalenko, Anderson. These guys, um, Fornals, although he hasn't really emerged just yet, is a Not good option. Yeah. But uh, he's been bought with the intention that he's going to be, you know, a big player for them. But it hasn't obviously happened so far. But I think I would just go Haller for yeah. for for West Ham. And I think if I was going to hot take it, I'd be looking at uh, Yarmolenko. He's yeah. basically been building up his minutes so since the start of the season. So obviously I'm not going to jump on him right fucking now because you break his ankle again. I'll break his ankle again. <laughs> but uh, no, just because I'm not 100 percent sure he's going to how much minutes he's going to get. But he banged in a goal last week. We remember the form he had before he picked up that horrific injury last season, mm. and uh, I'm really hoping he kind of grabs a bit of attention again but going back to that thing we said about Vardy yes I can confirm he is 8.9 uh, so yeah that's 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 reasonable I go with that yeah. considering Wilson started off at 8 fair enough fair enough fair enough. so I think that brings us uh, nicely to the mailbag section of the week and Seamus you met a bit of a balls of it last week when we were introducing it no evidence of that nope there is no evidence of it you're right I burnt all the copies you want to hit us with some drunk tank <laughs> Yeah, so questions this week. Question I should put out there. Put this out quite late because we actually were planning originally and recording on Tuesday. So uh, I put this out there earlier and then we got in contact again and decided let's do it today. We were thinking like international breaks, we'll wait till the matches are over, we'll do it professionally, we'll have a full fucking bunch of data and then we thought, what the fuck? How much difference is it going to be between now and tomorrow? I'm not sure how much data you're going to get yeah, exactly. over tonight. Is are there international be- games on tonight? Isn't there? No, tomorrow though. Yeah, but... We'll- but- I suppose, yeah, tomorrow, but we'd probably record after the games, would we? Well, we were talking about a hypothetical that's never going to happen. Now, yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, we uh, we put it out there for uh, for questions, but we put it out there quite late in the day. Um, we got the one question there from Renegades FPL. These guys are always good for a question. And good for a podcast. Uh, yes, they are. Um, haven't listened to them now in a few weeks because uh, one of them got married. Drew. Well, you didn't listen to the Let Dougal Do a Funeral episode? We're talking too long about Probably. another podcast yeah, that's not even ours. Drew wrote in, uh, he asks, okay, what is our biggest mistake or regret from the first four game weeks so far? He also asks uh, thoughts on Daniel James and any midfielder you prefer for 6.5 or less. We'll come back to that second part in a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what is what do you feel has been your biggest mistake or your biggest regret from those first four game weeks? See, we talked about this before we started recording and I'm not entirely sure if we settled on the stipulations of that question. Yes, we so, did. We clearly did. I don't think I did. It includes the game week one team. So any mistakes so, you made when your game week one draft. That's bullshit. Why? He's going to say, what have you learned? It's the first international break. It's the perfect time to go. What do you wish? What's your biggest regret? What do you wish you didn't done differently? Like, Yeah, but I feel like it's more... Yeah, fair enough. Fine. I'm not going to get into this You're on the podcast. an argumentative <laughs> bastard. Would you just answer the question? Uh, I'll let you answer the question and I'll think about it while I, you're answering the question. That's a power play. That's a power play. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll answer mine first so while uh, you think on <laughs> just this. Just because you have so many fucking regrets. You might as well go <laughs> Exactly. <through. laughs> I, can, I can list them off quite easily. My biggest regret... Uh, from thing I'm actually quite beer for the work, man. Sip of beer. Uh, no beer for me today. This pon- uh, podcast, by the way, is sponsored by Duvel. Yeah, uh, sponsoring Lu- Jer's uh, inebri- inebriation. Yeah, right no. now. Yeah, I wish we had. No, never mind. I'm not getting into that. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, if we keep putting it out there, they might just start. Or sue us, one or the other. Nah, they won't sue us. We can't get built from a stone. But come on, your biggest fuck up. Uh, Iosi Perez. Because he was a player that was not in my team, and in preseason I was like, I'm not feeling like guys, you know, what someone sell me this guy, and 
fuck it, that was my own fault. I allowed myself to be sold him. And then I was like, you know what? There's not many better options out there for 6.5 or less. Let's go for him. And he's done nothing. Dropped for the last game and he's been dropping like a stone. So mm, that's yeah. my biggest regret so far. The rest of my team, I like. Actually, fuck that. No, that's not my biggest yeah, regret. My biggest course. regret is getting Kane in. Well, yeah, not getting Kevin De Bruyne in. <laughs> yeah, getting Kane yeah. instead of Kevin De Bruyne. That's my biggest regret. Damn it, that's but, what I was going to say. But Perez is a close second. Yeah. Well, the Perez thing, I think you're being a little harsh on. Now, I obviously can't speak for you. I don't know how much you were swayed by, you know... Uh, I was. I was, like, I was full on social media, like, about to, like, go... People who are going for Perez are just kind of getting a bit too caught up in this out of position thing. We need to see how he settles in Leicester. I disagree. I think you look at Perez's preseason form, the fact that he was playing pretty much up front alongside Vardy. Uh, he was their new 35 million. He was one of their new 35 million striker or signings. Um, no, I don't. The reasons think... were there, but yeah. I regret not going with my instinct. Yes, I'm only arguing that uh, it was a kind of bubble you know uh, one of those yeah. kind of hype bubbles that yeah, happens yeah. where you know there's all of a sudden it's like oh who's getting on like a bandwagon you know yeah, I'm going, yeah, yeah. maybe there was a bit of a bandwagon but I didn't really jump on a bandwagon I looked at a 6.5 option I went looked at Leicester's opening fixtures and went yeah I kind of want that this guy's mm-hmm. done well through preseason I'm fucking jumping on that uh, I got off him early though so I'm probably less sour because I didn't yeah. take a price yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. price hit with him he's I'm probably like Jota is my Perez uh, I'm more sour about he's Jota white whale He's my white, white whale. Uh, very white. Uh, but like, you know, if you look ask, if I look back and go, what was my biggest mistake? My biggest mistake this season so far, I mean, I could take an easy route and say get, not getting De Bruyne in before game week one. Do you think so? I mean, like, there was reasons, though. I mean, I, I guess... Was it? Yeah. You got I on mean, him early. You had him from game week three. Yeah, but I still think, like... We both talked about him throughout the preseason, and we both went De Bruyne as an option. De Bruyne as an option. If you can stay fit, he's nine point five. All this kind of shit, and neither of us went with him. It's because Bournemouth's opening fixtures were really appealing. Two promoted teams in the yeah. first two game weeks, so we both were like, "Right, did you go Fraser?" I went Fraser. We both went Fraser. I'm with you. Bournemouth. We both went heavy in Bournemouth, but I think also the fact that I went heavy at the back. Now you've still gone heavy at the back, and you're looking to get De Bruyne in. I've decreased my. Uh, you know my weight at the back to get the divested. In. Yeah, I, I believe is what they say in trading circles. Possibly, I've only been asked to leave them quite <laughs> promptly. But uh, you eat no. all the shrimp. Yeah, of course, I eat all the fucking shrimp. You can't afford that shit. But uh, no, I'm uh, I'm going to go. But yeah, not having Kevin De Bruyne in my team from the start. It's a bit of a minor regret, but like I don't have a whole lot of regrets. So yeah, I was going to say. I mean, like if if that's your regret, then. It means you're probably not making too many mistakes. Like, I can't regret Jota scoring all the fucking goals in the Europa League and I not know. the Premiership. I Do you know, know what I mean? Know. It's like, yeah, I wish you had just not done that. <laughs> but no, I think like De Bruyne was uh, writing kind of... It was on the wall. It wasn't, you know, as clear as day, but brush off the dust a little bit. It was there. KDB. KDB. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, that's my word. Now, just the second part of their question there is like, what are your thoughts on Daniel James? And any midfielder, James, uh, 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 or is there any other midfielder you prefer for six point five million or less? They have uh, Mount, and I would actually say Mount would be my favorite. Six point five, uh, Drew for Renegades. Oh, he has the Mount. Yeah, he Mount has is, Mount, and he would actually be my favorite. Um, wouldn't again like Abraham? I probably wouldn't be getting him in this week, purely because of the fixtures. But it's not that much a risk. Wolves aren't that tough yeah I mean in regards to Hammers, Daniel Hammers, I wouldn't why am I fucking jumping on the Hammers? <laughs> I don't that's know that's not even my goddamn joke uh, no if, Daniel Seamus Daniel Seamus there we go no I think with him like I, I'm i just burnt by United right now it's like you know what I'm probably too kind of biased and, and in in too much turmoil as a United fan to clearly look at Daniel James as an FPL asset and I just see uh, a United player that might not play every game he, I mean he's played a model and scored two in his last two three so. and four three and four yeah uh, the Chelsea one's a bit lucky but like yeah three and four uh, I don't want to be putting anyone off and I hope the fuck he keeps delivering but no I'm I'm not uh, convinced just right now not by United that's my thing I like Daniel James I wasn't convinced at the start of the season so he was a wait and see mm. now he's firmly in there yeah he's a good to buy um asset but I just as uh, I so, alluded to earlier prefer Mount I think Mount is just a lot more attacking I mean 
James has scored some goals. He hasn't really looked too likely to score. I mean, that goal he scored against... Uh, who was it? What was the last game we played? The last game was Southampton. Yeah, that goal yeah. he scored against Southampton, like, that was like a low percentage shot where he just caught, peak, catches yeah. the ball really cleanly from like just the edge of the box and he cuts inside of it, but he smashed that pass. He's not doing that every game. No, but... They, if you're talking XG, that's no. got to be a low kind of percentage chance. Yeah, but I don't look too much into it because I don't think anyone's arguing he's going to score those goals every game. What they are looking at is how many other goals he could have got. Not many goals he could have got, but you know, the chances he that was created for him in that match could have scored a couple. Balls he puts um, into the box. The balls he puts into the box. The fact that he's just fucking lightning speed. So you know he's winning a penalty. Eventually when he stops getting fucking booked for diving, he's going to win a penalty somewhere. Do you know? Yeah. So I think he is an option. I'm with you. I would probably consider Mount ahead of James in terms of 6.5 priced for or midfielders that I'd be looking to get in but I'm saying that I think Chelsea's run of fixtures don't really look too appealing until game week 7 so I wouldn't be getting on Mount if I wasn't there I wouldn't be mounting Mount if I already didn't you know if, he, if I didn't already have him. you would dismount I, I wouldn't dismount Dis- <laughs> but well, I'm, I'm just the punk. Yeah, he's goddamn punk. But with United, Leicester, West Ham in the next two. Look, if you're fucking on a wild card and you're looking for, as I said, with Trossard for me, I like having one or two players that I feel like are just my player in terms of my mini league and yeah. just the general template. And uh, yeah, I think you know James could be could be that kind of player for someone. Yeah, and look, we already kind of touched on this a while ago when you were talking about what would you do, and we mentioned uh, McGinn and Sabias as two good options. I'm just a bit, I would be a bit wary about Sabayas, who actually looked really good in Spain's most recent yeah. game as well. Assist to the assist. Yeah, he got the old hockey assist, but he started on the bench against Spurs. Uh, so it depends how they're going to use those forward players. I mean, Jack and Torreira are apparently out for the next match. Are they? Yeah, that's the that's why Sabayas is gaining a bit of traction. Excellent. The... Well, that, well, that makes him more appealing now as well, because Watford away and Villa at home in the next two are really good. But do you not worry about these minutes? Because I mean, like I'm looking at, as I said, downgrading Trossard. And right now, if I was to end this fucking podcast and go make my moves, it would be Trossard to Zabias and uh, Jota to Barnes. Do under you six not... million, you know. No, if you, I understand. If you're under yeah. six million, and you're like somebody kind of gets dropped every fourth, fifth game, and but but you know is going to come off the bench, then you're like, eh, I can get it because he can make have attacking returns yeah. when he comes off the bench, and yeah. you can get off him again. Yeah, I I think he's good. I mean, I, I like McGinn a small bit more I don't even know if I do but I mentioned McGinn earlier ahead of him yeah. purely because uh, they have three nice home games in the next five and I think he's nailed to start every minute probably more of a yellow card risk but fair enough fair enough but I think uh, that's our drunk tank done for this week folks uh, anyone who wants to hit us up you can reach us at FBL Hangover on Twitter uh, hit us with some questions and we'll make sure to get through them next week we'll try and do like post that a bit earlier next week so to give people actual chance to I feel like they should be reaching out to us without us posting to them so that's how I feel right now like a goddamn god entitled entitled yeah god (laughs) yeah no but uh, look uh, yeah you can get us there Uh, and thanks uh, to Renegades for that question but I think it brings us to our last segment of the week and it's time Seamus it's time for it's time to put your balls to the wall boom uh, this week, Seamus, we will only be really looking forward to the Game Week 5 picks. We went through our Game Week 4 results last week. Uh, you mm-hmm. leveled it up. You won with your... I'm going to just pick random players and you tell me if they're right. Salah and Aguero. Yep. No. Yeah, fuck yeah. And I picked Sterling and Kane. Yeah. Oh, you said it once before the podcast started and I was like, it's in the brain. We also discussed it last week on episode 48. Yeah, but I don't remember shit. Okay. You know? So, yeah. like, yeah, I've killed off so many brain cells. Since well, that but bring that ties it up at two apiece yeah. uh, in the first four game weeks. So, in the hot shots, it's two all. So, it's a big week. Hot shots and puck fathers are... are they, we're two all in general. Like, no, uh, puck, puck fathers, you're ahead. 3-1 in the puck fathers. Are you counting them separate? Yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So uh, that was last week. You won, you leveled up. That meant uh, that this week, it didn't mean that this week, but I believe this week was my turn first. Mm -hmm. So I went ahead and I looked through the fixtures like I do every week with a keen eye. And uh, that's your hint to show me what my pick was. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, so I picked Salah. Yeah, so you like that uh, Liverpool-Newcastle fixture, yeah, home banker. That. So does that mean you're leaning that way towards him for your captain pick? We'll uh, get no, this ass here. No, um, my captain this week 
Will it be Salah? Actually, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, sorry. That's yeah. my cap- Actually, yeah, we never even talked about what we're looking at for captains. No, for me... Well, let's just bring it in here now. It's all oh, time. Fuck. It's like we planned this oh almost. Oh, like it's scripted. Yeah. Um, so you're going Salah. I actually, the next pick then, obviously, of course, and I went Sterling. And if I had first pick, I would have went Sterling anyway. That was my question. It's like, so obviously Sterling is your Sterling's going to be week. my captain this week. Ah, see, now I want to pick Sterling as my captain. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is why it's good to actually do this before actually discussing. Because when you said Salah, I was like, hmm. But it's terrible. Eyes open wider. actual mini league. Because uh, it's like, there's no element of fucking surprise left in it. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm But like, you. if you go for one and I go for the other, everyone else in our mini league doesn't know who to go for. Plus, and that's balls to the fucking wall. That's right exactly. There. We're nailing our balls to the wall, man. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I'm going. I'm nailing Sterling to the wall. He's my my one of my balls, and Salah is one of your balls. <laughs> okay. And another, another one of my balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we Let's gotta go we gotta get after the yeah. testicle track right okay. now. The uh, the other pick I went for actually is no surprise is Mane. So you got third pick this week because. I don't know if we've been doing it every week. We have kind of been. pretty, yeah. We're pretty lax in the rules, but this week I was the one who went. No, Seamus, it yes. is now your pick. From now on, yeah, you get first pick, I get second, third, you get fourth. Yeah, whoever goes doing. second gets second and third, and uh, first gets first and fourth. Yeah. So yeah, no, I uh, didn't have second pick. You had your third pick, which was Mane. Mane, so you um, Liverpool too. Yeah, and Mane is well. Last season, at least, was much, much stronger in home games, home fixtures, than he was in away games. So, uh, this season, I think he scored two away games already. That's only been four matches. Yeah, so... Let me ask you this. If I hadn't picked Salah, would you have picked Salah or Mane? Salah. Oh, okay. So, you're... Okay, fair enough. As long as we're on the same wavelength there. Yeah, I know. I think they're uh, they're both excellent choices, but... um, when it's an away game, definitely picking Salah. If it's a home game, I'm going to pick who's uh, whoever's in better form. They've both been rested this game week over the international break. So um, so you're with the next pick. Anyway, you had pick four. So I looked at my options and I went, okay, the obvious one here is a Monsieur Sergio Aguero. And uh, I said, no, uh, I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it to myself. I'm picking Kevin De Bruyne. He's in my team. You're being pig-headed and stubborn, Jared, but that's what I love. You're back in your own player? I'm back I like in my it. own player. I like it. I yeah. mean... Where are they then? They're away from home. I mean, it's hard to look beyond uh, Aguero this week. I think even if I had Aguero and Sterling, I'd be captaining Sterling. Yeah. Because it's away from home. But Norwich looked like they could give up a load of goals this game. And look, the Bruyne, the only thing I'd be worried about the Bruyne is he just gets inexplicably rested for some reason. Yeah, I mean, that's something we didn't really touch on too much in this episode. But it is worth noting that Champions League does kick off uh, midweek after game week five. So... With the international breaks preceding it and Champions League after it, you know, look, don't be too surprised if uh, you see you start seeing some regular starters rested over the next couple of weeks. I don't think it's going to be, you know, uh, a recurring theme throughout the FPL season. What are we going to do if, um, you know, this is obviously being recorded on a Monday. What are we going to do if we find out like that uh, De Bruyne is rested on a Wednesday? Are you allowed to change your pick or are you stuck with him? No, no, you're stuck. Once we record it, it's down. That's it? Okay. Yeah, it's on the board. So uh, this, is, this is going to be risky, highly risky, because there is international games tomorrow. Yeah, it was risky last year as well, so fuck it. Yeah. We're crazy like that. We're fucking wild cards, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was my pick. So I've gone with Salah De Bruyne. You've gone with Sterling Mane. I think they're both fucking pretty uh, solid picks. Yeah, I mean, look, there are other good fixtures out there that you could look at, like Aubameyang for Arsenal against Watford, or Harry Kane at home to Crystal Palace. There's yeah. strong fixtures out there, but it's really hard to look beyond those two teams first yeah. of all and if they had tough fixtures then maybe you might kind of go well I'll make my second pick Harry Kane or something like that yeah. but no you can't look outside of uh, those two teams no you can't and uh, they might seem a little bit easy but that's why we have our puck fathers and uh, this week puck fathers Seamus you got to go first because I went first in the hot shots yeah and... so these are our picks under 5% um, and I went with uh, Wesley for Aston Villa mm-hmm. he's under the 5% mark and yeah they're at home to West Ham isn't it yeah I reckon their home games are going to be really important for them to win and perform in this season. Um, I just, yeah, I think he's uh, he's going to get goals and I think uh, at some stage he's not going to get, I don't think he's going to get 20 goals this season. Mm. But, yeah, I, I fancy him in this game. It's the only way I can put it. Yeah, I'm not too happy with that pick. <laughs> I, just, I expressed uh, the concerns, you know, when you said it. Mm. I think West Ham might actually, you know, maybe get something at Villa, but I'm with your logic in the sense that Villa do need to pick up points. Why the fuck not? We'll see, and hopefully I'm wrong. West Ham are too kind of hard to predict. Like, I said last week that, like, West Ham are just defensively terrible, and then they went off and kept a clean sheet. So you don't know which West Ham are going to 
show up. If if they let score in the first five ten minutes, West Ham could lose three 0 You just don't know. But no, fair enough. And I do think you know it's it's a viable option. But uh, I went with uh, as you rightly mentioned a cheap. Uh, Puck file is so sweet. cheap. It is cheap, but you know what? Fuck you. It's and not you cheap. Two weeks it's away. not cheap, but you called it cheap when I picked this guy. Well, a I weeks think ago. it is cheap, and that's why <laughs> that's why I did it again. Uh, I'm picking uh, Mr. Sun from Spurs. I think uh, a home match against. What's Crystal his full Bulls. name? Hunming Sun. Oh, see, I, the way you said it, I was like, he's forgotten. What I his did full forget. Name is. I did forget yeah. for a couple of seconds. Hunming Sun. Like, I actually don't remember how to say Damn his first I name. Thought I caught you out live. You nearly on air. did. I got it just back to him. Yeah. I was like, Grant, no Sun. I think, uh, yeah, you mentioned you know proper options this week. I think the fact that Sun, I'm picking him mainly to uh, illustrate how fucking low his ownership is right yeah. now. He is still a differential. And uh, under three percent, I he's believe. under three percent. I think he's two point eight percent or something like that right now. And uh, yeah, I think fuck it. Um, look, he won't be a differential for much longer, so you might as well get the pick in while while you can. Exactamundo, exactamundo. So that's our puck fathers and our hot shots, and that brings us to our clean sheets. Now we've talked about what we're gonna call this segment, uh, this part of the the balls to the wall, and we've thrown out some ideas there. That we've had some savage suggestions uh, from. Uh, glove with the most love to to uh, Peter Check related to CS for less you name it uh, we heard different options and you know we've toyed with cock blocking and no, uh, we did not, that <laughs> we, was never on the table <laughs> it was definitely on the table and on an episode but uh, right now and probably forevermore we've decided to name this clean sheet section uh, in honour of the late great Gary Breen not dead don't worry about it just dead to FPL. Just dead to just dead to FPL, but he's he's here right now in memory, and it's the Breen sheet, the Gary Breen sheet. Every week we're gonna predict without fail a five point option or less that's gonna get a clean sheet. Yeah, am I wrong? Uh, well, look, after building it up so much like that, how can we be wrong? I feel like I did hype it up quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we can't be wrong for the remaining thirty-four games this Easy. season. Easy, at least not both of us. All right, that's uh, that's a lot of pressure to live up to. We were but we, uh, we don't we don't suffer from pressure. No. You would first pick on this because well, last week was a tie, um, but you were winning the week before that, and it's winner stays on in this pick. So winner stays on for the clean sheets. I went with a. I've mentioned him already in this pod. I think Peters for Burnley. I think he's four point five, if not four point six, right now. Um, he is going to go up before the game week five starts, but he's still very fucking cheap. And I think Burnley at home to Brighton. Uh, Brighton without Trossard, who to me looked like the only bright spark in the last two weeks for for Brighton. Uh. I'm I'm putting my money on Burnley this week. I think they pick yeah. up three points against. Uh, They've against Brighton. Also, Brighton have also gotten rid of uh, Lacadia and Andone, so they're yeah. kind of down a couple of strikers. They really only have Mape and Marino, as well as uh, Trossard, who is now injured. Well, so, yeah. they've gross. They have a few midfield options, but yeah, they one less. T- they're down three attacking options than what they had two three weeks ago. Yeah, and I think Pope uh, and Burnley's defense look pretty solid this season so far. So yeah, I'm putting my money behind. Uh, so you've gone for Gary Peters. I don't think it's Gary. Everyone in the Breen's picks, Breen's sheets Gary are Peters. Gary. Okay, right? fair enough. So I Gary like Peters. Plus, I couldn't remember what his first name was, so I was like, Eric. Gary it is. Eric, I think. Well, I think it's Eric. fine. You go with Eric Peters. My pick is Gary Stevens. Gary Stevens. It's going to be very Sheffield confusing, United. man, if we keep doing yeah. <laughs> If we call everyone Gary. Gary, commonly known as Enda Stevens oh, okay. for Sheffield United. Yeah, I think they will. I think they have a good chance to keep a clean sheet at uh, home to Southampton this week. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I gotta keep under five percent, so that means uh, Lundstrom is not an option. Nope. I did kind of go, you know, will I go O'Connell? Will I go Stevens? Will I go Basham? I went with Stevens in the end. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think and, that's uh, nice to see an Irishman. Hopefully, hopefully, I look into somebody who gets a, an attacking return. That'd be quite quite good. That would pretty much nail your clean sheet of the week if they get a goddamn attacking return. Mm-hmm. But look, that's not what we're fucking going for with this, Seamus. We're going for keeping a mouse. Yeah. You know. So I fancy Sheffield. Yeah. Fair enough. So we've got. Stevens and Peters, Burnley and Sheffield United, we're reckoning uh, are going to, you know, we fancy him for some clean sheets this week. Two Garys going head to head for see who gets the, the most <laughs> clean sheets. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to leave it there, folks. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. Anyone that wants to reach us, you can get us on Twitter, as we said, FPL Hangover. You can hit us up there. Uh, you can also get us on the old Gmail. That's FPL Hangover at gmail.com. Uh, Seamus, where can they find you? 
I'm at FPL drunk and I want to find the uh, code here for our mini league. We've okay. been really poor and not been giving that out the last few weeks. We're going to keep this mini league open for a small bit longer. And yeah, no, we are. And we want to improv also, there, Joe, while I get the code up. I was just going to do it, man. I had it covered. Uh, we tanked uh, David Sexton last week. He's still on top. Obviously, there hasn't been any fucking fixtures. But uh, two weeks in a row now, he's sitting pretty. Uh, great start to the season. And uh, yeah. It's uh, it's kind of embarrassing considering where me and you were placed in our FPL Hangover Mini League. Uh, you m- m- way more so than me, but I'm not embarrassed. Well, you should be fucking embarrassed. You're right down to the bottom. If you get relegated, Seamus, are you allowed in the FPL Hangover Mini League next year? Oh, uh, I think that's a definite no. Okay. I'll just retire if that's the case. I'll just stop doing a podcast. But yeah, that's how. Well, there's some good guys in there. I'm looking at the guy. There's guys underneath me who are like really good managers. We're better than you. Yeah, <laughs> potentially. There's also guys above me who aren't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, the code to join the FPL Hangover Podcast Mini League uh, this season is ELN five two three. No, five Z five Z three. Yeah, ELN Echo Lima November. 5Z for Zulu 3 and we're going to keep that up. will we close it we'll say end of September we are our next international break or something like that we'll come up with a deadline we'll see we'll see yeah I mean there's no massive panic with it but it definitely won't be open for too long because I want to you know wrap up that whole family in one big giant cling film egg yeah you can't just come in here at Christmas time and start because there's going to be a, there's going to be a prize we're going to come up with a nice prize yeah. Billy Big Dick walks in. in top of the fucking league all of a sudden. Yeah. Piss off. Yeah, just because no. you're top of uh, Easter Island League <laughs> coming into all these late leagues. No, you're not getting, getting our right, Before this gets uh, too aggressive, uh, we'll wrap it up there, folks. I want to wish you all a, a great game week five. I hope you fucking nail it. And I hope you don't, uh, you know, dwell too much longer in the, the misery that is the international break. Because it's really dumb. And above all, may your arrows be green. God bless.